Ready to elevate your credit understanding and score? With insider tips and a plan, you can take action to improving your score, which can save thousands in unnecessary finance charges. Let's tackle today's topic with your coach, Credit Christy. Hey friends, it's Christy, your credit coach. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. Today, I wanna focus on college-bound students taking off for the first time, spreading your wings, no longer underneath the safety and security of your parents or caretaker's household, and you are quote-unquote out on your own. There's gonna be a tremendous amount of temptation and a whole lot of information flying your way very, very quickly. So if you are a recent high school grad, college bound, or there's somebody in your life that's taking off to go to college and start their first years outside of the only home they may have ever known, consider forwarding this episode to them. So I remember that first year outside of high school where I finally felt like I was adulting, although in hindsight, I had so much to learn and very few people around me teaching me what I needed to know about money. And what's so crazy right now is how many different ways we can spend. When I was just 18 or 19 years old, we had credit cards and debit cards and cash, right? And now we've got all sorts of apps that you could pay somebody. We've got all different ways that you can pay even through your bank account. It used to be debit, cash, or check. And now you can send money through Zelle. And even my phone has a digital wallet. So now that we have that in perspective, we've got to really just pause for just a moment and reflect on and consider just how many different ways your money can go out. And if you're not managing or tallying up a balance of what you have in your account and how much is going out on expenditures, you could get caught in a trap very, very quickly. All right, so there's a couple of things that we need to manage here. We need to manage your bank account balance, and then we also have to manage borrowing money. So let's start talking about credit, which is really debt, right? When you arrive on campus, there are all sorts of new everything to you, and it's easy to access a whole lot of information that you haven't had before. Back in the day in college campuses, I don't know if it's still the same today, there were literally credit card companies set up with a tent and they were giving away t-shirts or a gift card for gas or something in exchange for you applying for a credit card. Thanks to the Credit Card Act of 2009, if you are between the ages of 18 and 21, you either have to have a co-signer or you have to prove established independence of income. In other words, you have to prove that you earn money in order to apply for and potentially qualify for a credit card. So I'm grateful that there's this protection mechanism for those under 21, because I'll tell you what, I've seen so many people get their hands on a credit card and they actually don't have the ability to pay it back. Without true income, maybe the only money in the bank is what your parents have given to you, what you've started off with as savings, or maybe something left over from student loans. And I don't think that's the highest and best use of those kinds of monies is paying back something you bought on credit that perhaps you would have been better served if you paid with cash out of your bank account. So first and foremost, if you're considering or starting with credit, a couple of rules out of the gate. If it is not a necessity, do not put it on a credit card. 
If you do put a purchase on a credit card, please only purchase and borrow on that credit card what you can afford to pay off in full before that next bill cycle. So in other words, don't borrow so much that you have to carry a balance that you can't pay off before the bill is due. If you need gas and groceries and it's Wednesday and your paycheck isn't until Friday, by all means, use your credit card and then make that payment in full when you get paid on Friday. Unfortunately, most people use it as an extension of income, a way to get something that they want, that they don't have the funds to pay for out of savings or with cash, and then they just pay a minimum payment over time. However, that thing that you just bought now costs somewhere between 25 and 30% more because of interest. It's also a terrible habit to get into. So let's not start it. Another rule to know is if you are putting a balance on your credit card, make sure your balance does not exceed 30% of your credit limit. So if you have a $1,000 credit limit, do not exceed $300 as a balance on that credit card at any given time. Now, let's say you either have a job or you have a cosigner or you're over 21 and you're applying for new credit. If you don't have any established credit, there's a really good chance you may not get approved for the credit card you are applying for. Please do not go out and apply for three, four, five, six credit cards at one time. First of all, those inquiries stay on your credit for two years and it can have a negative impact once you do start establishing a credit profile. You may have to show that you qualify for this credit card. So you might have to provide pay stubs. And if you're unable to, you might have to consider a secured credit card to start your credit profile. Without any credit history, and if you apply for a credit card and get denied, your next best move is to apply for a secured credit card. Couple of things to consider. When you are applying for a secured credit card, it is against your own money. So if you want a $1,000 limit, you'll have to provide that $1,000 amount to borrow against. And so it's your own money and you're paying interest to borrow against it. So if you're going through all of these means and measures to make that happen, to establish a credit profile, please make sure that that creditor reports to all three credit reporting bureaus. Otherwise, what's the point? Just know that what you spend has to be paid back. Also know that there's a limit on what you can buy. I'm telling you to keep your balance at 30% of what is allowed to you, which is called your credit limit. So let's go back to that example where you have a $1,000 limit. If you spend more than that $1,000, you are likely paying a penalty or a fee for going over your limit and your APR or that interest rate might now go up because you have exceeded your limit. In other words, you're not playing inside of the rules of the game. And because of that, there are penalties involved. Kind of like when you played Monopoly, do not pass go, do not collect $200. If you wait until your due date to pay your credit card balance, you're actually hurting yourself because now you're paying not only that balance back, but also that balance plus interest. There is a grace period, typically 25 days between credit card cycles, that if you pay that balance during that grace period and you pay it in full, you shouldn't have to pay any interest on the amount that you've borrowed. The best way to find out your grace period is to call the 800 number, that toll-free number on the back of your card, and just simply ask. Now, due dates are serious. If your payment is due on the 19th of the month and you pay after that, you will incur a late fee. Your APR and interest rate will likely go up as a penalty. And if you are seriously late, they will report you late on your credit card payment, which could really hurt your credit profile because your largest portion of what makes up your credit score is your payment history. So make sure you pay it early 
pay it extra, pay it before your due date, but by all means, do not pay it after your due date. It's going to cost you seriously. So due dates are serious. They're not just suggestions. Keep in mind that how you use your credit card affects your future. Not only are you creating this credit profile and a credit history report of your ability to borrow money and pay it back on time, but you're also demonstrating a behavior in your actions on how much you're borrowing and paying back. Are you borrowing a couple hundred dollars and paying it back in full every single month? Are you carrying a balance? Are you paying it on time or late? And if you get yourself buried under credit card debt, you could really be cutting off opportunity for your future self because now you've got this damaged credit profile that could take a lot of time and money to get out from under. It could cut off possibilities for getting approved for student loans, a car loan at a decent interest rate, or even a mortgage loan. So be responsible. What does that mean? Don't borrow more than what you could pay off in full. Start great habits from your very first credit card. If it's only a want and not a need, find a different way to pay for it. Save for it and pay in cash. Don't put it on that credit card and allow it to cost you 25 or 30% higher because now you're paying interest on that amount that you have borrowed. So learn how to manage what you borrow. Keep in mind, we've got cash money coming out of our checking account, right? You've got your direct deposit from your income and then you've got some bills to pay. You've got to be able to think a few weeks in advance on what's coming due. There are some things that might have to get paid quarterly, semi-annually, or annually that if you're not prepared for, can really set you back. So in addition to those monthly costs, such as your rent, your food budget, your cell phone bill, your car insurance, those kinds of things, what else needs to be paid out of your checking account, out of your funds that you have to your name, either earned or saved? And then just know that when you take on a credit card, again, I want you to pay that balance in full. But if for some reason you're not able to, you have to make that minimum monthly payment on time every month, or it could really destroy any efforts that you have going towards establishing a great credit profile. If you're looking to start credit from scratch and you've applied for a credit card or a loan and you are not approved, again, you can apply for a secured credit card, which is you borrowing against your own money, or you could become an authorized user on somebody else's credit card, typically a parent or a responsible adult in your life that will allow you to borrow their credit history. Now, let's say they've had that credit card for five years. You would then get five years worth of credit history added to your credit profile. Becoming an authorized user is an amazing way to establish a credit profile without having to go in debt. So what does that mean? That means you don't even have to use that credit card for it to have a positive impact on your credit profile. But a word of warning, if that person that has allowed you to become an authorized user on their credit card winds up making a late payment, winds up maxing out their credit card, something along those lines, it can also have a negative impact on your credit history. So if you're gonna ask somebody to be an authorized user on their credit card, you will wanna make sure it's a long-standing credit card, preferably five years or older, a high limit and a low balance. Again, you're not using their credit card. You're simply borrowing their credit history for that one trade line, that one credit card to help you establish something reporting in your name on your credit report so you have a better chance of establishing a great credit profile so you can have a great credit score. 
So those things that you do have to borrow for, for example, student loans, auto loan, or a mortgage will hopefully be more readily available for you to get approved for and at a really great rate. Interest rates are at a 23 year high for mortgages right now. We haven't seen APRs on credit cards for decades like we're seeing at the current moment. So everything costs a little bit more to borrow even if you have excellent credit. So I don't wanna see you throwing away money towards unnecessarily high interest because you don't know the rules of the game. So my college-bound student listeners, spend some extra time really being responsible and thoughtful about the money that's going out of your account. Be aware of those costs that are now coming to you. Maybe even write it out so you know what's coming out that you're responsible to pay for throughout the different times of each month. If rent is due on the first, put it on the first. If your auto insurance payment is due on the fifth, write that out. If your cell phone bill is due on the 10th, that's the next thing coming out. And that way you have a visual calendar of what cost of living is coming out of your pocket so you can better manage those other parts of your life and not do what I did, which was get buried under thousands and thousands of dollars worth of credit card debt that literally took me having multiple jobs and years worth of focused energy to pay that baby off. It feels miserable. And so that's why I'm here with you right now. So hopefully you learn from my mistakes. Hey, if you wanna learn more about your relationship with money, your beliefs about money, and how it impacts your spending, your savings, your short-term and your long-term goals, I invite you to check out my newest book. It's called Finish Financially Free. It's an easy read with lots of incredible information that knowing it can literally change the trajectory of your life and maybe even for future generations. Hey, thanks so much for being with me for this episode. If there's a topic that I can tackle for you, send me an email at questions at creditchristie.com. And if you'd like to buy my book, it's on Amazon at Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, or you could go to creditchristie.com. And until next time, my friends, stay well.